0: This podcast is brought to you by the voice of MU. I'm your host, Liberty, and today we'll be discussing on Radio Free Europe, also known as Free Liberty, with one of my classmates, Soyona Nao Most of us must be familiar with what Radio Free Europe is. But for those of us who aren't aware of what RFE is, it is a broadcasting organization created by the United States government in 1950 to provide information and political commentary to the people of the communist Eastern Europe and the Soviet Union. Established at the beginning of the Cold War to transmit uncensored news and information to audiences. Radio Free Europe, also known as Radio Liberty, played a significant role in the collapse of communism and the rise of democracies in post-communist Europe. So, so you tell me if you, if you had any idea what Radio Free Europe meant before you did your research for this podcast.
1: To be honest, not really. When I first saw the topic, I thought it was about the role of radio in freeing Europe mm-hmm. and It was more into digging into the independence of radio, about its liberation from being under control and scrutiny. Actually, anything that comes to mind when we think of the word liberty.
0: Yeah, that's true. But uh, Radio Free Europe is actually a radio broadcasting organization created by the United States government in 1950 to provide information and political commentary to the people of communist Eastern Europe, and the Soviet Union. Can you please tell us
1: about this more specifically? Sure. So during this time, it was a period of biased media in the communist countries and censorship of what was spoken on the radio was very prevalent. But because of its largely successful efforts to outwit communist censors and providing its estimated 35 million listeners with news from around the world, but most importantly from their own countries, Radio Free Europe is credited with having contributed significantly to the demise of communist regimes throughout Eastern Europe. Okay, and can you tell us what challenges did it face during the Cold War? So during the Cold War, communist governments attempted to prevent information broadcast by RFE from reaching the listeners in their country. So what they would do is they would routinely jam the radio signal or create interference by broadcasting noise over the same frequency to prevent it. Okay, and also, uh, yes, uh, while reading through the article,
0: and we also came across some unfortunate incidents. Even mentioning the death of the
1: Bulgarian writer Georgi Markov, can you tell us about this? Yeah, that's right. Uh, actually, like when we look into it, there are so much unfortunate incidents, but, and a lot of staffers died under mysterious circumstances. But the most famous incident was, yes, the death of Georgi, who died in London in 1978. He was stabbed with an umbrella where a poisonous ricin-laced platinum palette was inserted into his leg.
0: Yes, that's very unfortunate. And there was also an, inc- an incident of the bombing of headquarters in Munich. What was it exactly about? Indeed. How did, the- it, happen? How did it happen?
1: So, RFA headquarters was based in Munich during that time, and um, this headquarters was bombed in 1989, and this bombing was actually underwritten by the Romanian government, and this was headed by the Venezuelan militant who was named Carlos the Jackal.
0: Okay and we also see that by the by the early 21st century the former soviet republics and the middle east started producing radio television and internet content in roughly 20 countries and in and in, a, in approximately 30 different languages including lesser known tongues spoken in the russian federations which did, which did not include english at all 19 of the languages in which it broadcast are spoken by the muslim communities ranging from kosovo in the pa- balkans to pakistan in Asia
1: that's true. But what we see today is that RFV has actually expanded and it now relies on its networks of local reporters to provide accurate news and information to more than 37 million people every week. And in 27 languages and 23 countries where media freedom is restricted or where like professional press has not fully developed in those areas.
0: And as we can see, there are some frequently asked questions about RFV. What does RFV do exactly?
1: Okay, so what RFE really does is that it serves as a surrogate-free press in 23 countries where the free flow of information is either banned by government authorities or where it is not fully developed. The journalists provide what many people in those countries cannot get locally, like uncensored news, or where there is no responsible discussion or where open debate is banned. So RFE strives to meet the highest standards of objective journalism, which is to report facts undaunted by pressure or attempted influence. And how does RFE reach people? Yeah, there's a very frequently asked question. So the thing is that RFE tries to reach its audiences on radio, television, web, and social media platforms. Current Time TV, this is also led by RFE in cooperation with Voice of America, is a 24-7 Russian language news channel airing on television and social networks and the utmost mission of this channel is to provide fair and accurate reporting and serve as a reality check on this information that is driving conflict in countries bordering russia
0: mm. it is said that approximately one thousand five 1,500 1, 500 hours of radio programming are broadcast every week, and listeners can tune in on shortwave frequencies across the entire broadcast region. RFE has also built a network of affiliate partner organizations that, re, re, that rebroadcast radio and television programming across 11 time zones. Due to through current political restrictions, rebroadcasting on local stations is prohibited in Azerbaijan, Belarus, Iran, Pakistan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan and Uzbekistan. What do you think about this? Is it still necessary?
1: Isn't the Cold War over yet? Actually the mission of RFE, it still remains very relevant. I might say that it is more relevant now than ever because over the last decade, media freedom has continued to decline in many of the countries. Recent studies on the state of media freedom come to similar conclusions. So many countries in the Soviet sphere have recently seen a dramatic reversal of democratic progress. Journalists there are increasingly under threat and RFE remains a crucial source of accurate information at times like this.
0: But isn't this dangerous? How does uh, RFE
1: manage to keep its reporters safe? Exactly. In many countries, RFE journalists work at tremendous risk, including Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, and Belarus. Journalists working for RFE are often harassed, threatened, physically assaulted, or in some cases, they are even detained in connection with their professional activities.
0: And what are the greatest challenges that RFE has faced?
1: So if you ask about challenges, um, one of the greatest challenges for RFE is to operate information in poor environments. Even to this end, they carefully monitor print and electronic media of the Soviet bloc and interview travelers and defectors in field bureaus throughout the world to keep news circulated while also trying to stick to the accuracy of it okay that's some of the
0: challenges that rfe has faced but as all of us can see despite the challenges rfe continues to play a big role in the recent ukrainian russian war and since russia began its invasion russian and ukrainian audiences have been flocking to rfe and its and its several russian language content platforms on the first day of the invasion on february 24 527 more Ukrainians and 275% more Russians viewed RFE videos via YouTube. During the period from February 23 to March 1, audiences viewed RFE videos 436.4 million times on Facebook, 305.4 million times on YouTube, and 83.2 million times on Instagram, reflecting increases of 265%, 406 and 185%, respectively, over the previous week. This surge in audience numbers is indicative of a region-wide demand for reliable and factual information, which RFE provides through its network of reporters offering pr- pers- perspectives from Ukrainians and Russians affected by the war. Audiences around the world are following RFE, RFE's reporting on the physical and human toll of the war. As the Kremlin and state media have refrained from disclosing details of the casualties, Russia has incurred in its invasion of Ukraine. RFE spoke to mothers of Rus- Russian soldiers who were shocked to learn their sons were fighting in, U- in Ukraine. After, they- after being told, they were on training exercises.
1: Yeah, that's how we can see that um, RFE is still playing a very big role, and it, it will continue to play a big role even in the days to come. So in conclusion, it is established that listeners rely on RFE for accurate and unbiased news in a world of controlled media. It is our last straw of hope to news accuracy and ethical information. With this, we conclude our podcast on Radio Free Europe. Thank 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 you you for for joining joining us. us.